This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy, grab a beer and discuss our topic of the week. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us wherever good podcasts are found, you can also watch us. Just search Tall Boy Radio on YouTube. If you have a story and want to feature on the show, drop us an email at tbrpodcast at hotmail.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram or leave us a message via the Anchor app which we can play on the show. This is a Beans Does Stuff production. Anyway, the show is about to start so go grab yourself a cold one, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 41 of Tall Boy Radio. So without further ado, do we want to say hello and tell us a little bit about what we're drinking? We're in November now, Gaza, so that means you can have a beer. Yes, absolutely. Um, Looking forward to this. Um, After being in the driving seat for a couple of episodes, um, looking forward to taking slightly more of a back seat. Um, And this week I was originally going to be drinking, uh, I don't know, is that sort of Beaver Town um, Gamma Ray? But yes. I got I got recommended, and I've never tried before, a, a Club Tropica. Um, so as I was buying it, I got recommended it. Um, so I'm drinking it out of official TBR merch, and actually, it's very pleasant. It's yeah, it's, um, it's it's five point five tropical IPA, it is, and it's it's lovely. It's very nice. So I'll be giving that a bit of a. Um, I'll be trying that again soon. So, and obviously, I might move on to that slightly later, which is the oh, man. the Beaver Town one. You can't I also bought Tiny Rebel. Well, to be fair, I also bought yeah. the Beaver Town Neck Oil as well while I was there. So we'll wait and see. Fair play, fair play. Andy? Um, I've only got the one drink. Uh, <laughs> it's a JD and Coke. Uh, not JD and Coke, rum and Coke. It's a double trouble rum. Nice. Oh, top man. Coke. Top man. Uh, it does it. I haven't actually tried it yet. So does it, does it differ much from the original one that we tried way back when? Uh, I think so. I mean, I had a sip of it on its own um, when I got it, like whenever it was the weekend. But um, with Coke, it's it's a bit different. Yeah, you have to find out. Yeah. yeah what about with Vimto? <laughs> Cheeky Vimto. Oh, that's amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely a market in that fit, Andy. Honestly, if you don't market that Cheeky Vimto, then there's something there's something wrong there. But. Uh, what have you got there? Brewdog, is it? I can see. Brewdog, yeah. So I've gone for the double punk. So obviously, if you're familiar with Brewdog, you'll have tried the punk IPA, which is their original beer that they that made them famous, really. Well, this is, well, they've doubled down on it and called it the double punk. And this one is 8.2. Um, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a dipper. It doesn't really taste like a dipper. It's not got the punch in the body of a dipper. But it's, it's yeah, it's really good. It's, I, I prefer this to the original Punk IPA. Okay. Because mm. the, def- the original Punk's decent, so. It is. This is, this is for me, it's too smooth to be a dipper. Um, but, yeah, really, really enjoyable beer. Um, keep your eyes out for that one, guys. So, last time out, we talked about Halloween. This time out, we're going to cover off another... Uh, well, it's a it's a British only holiday, really, isn't it? It's not really celebrated anywhere outside of the UK, which is why I thought it'd be interesting to talk about it because we get a lot of listeners in twenty two different countries now. Russia yeah. have joined the party, so yeah, uh, to them. Uh, thank you, thank you for listening. But before we fire into that, like like I said, like the, the last one that we released because we do these uh, a week ahead was the School Days episode, and we've had some great feedback on that, sharing the school picks, and we've revealed your school pick tonight. And actually, everybody commented on that photo when we said, who do you think this is? Said they thought it was Andy. They did say they thought it was Andy, absolutely, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, know whether a, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, actually. but <laughs> Probably a bad thing. There's no beard on it, so it can't be me. Oh, that's it, yeah. No, that looks it, like a man who plucked turkeys at school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And and if you don't understand the reference, then go back and listen to the school days episode because that was in there. Um, but no, it's weird because I, I spoke to Big Gray and I was like, look, obviously I haven't got any sort of on my phone and stuff, digital photos of me. And I was like, come on, Big Gray, you've got to have, you've got to have a couple of photos of me when. When, when I was a kid in sort of school uniform and stuff. And then he sent that through and he was like, well, this one do. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But uh, to be fair, I did then say, if you've got any more, then just fire them across sort of thing. So, um, but yeah, so that's it. Okay. Thank, thanks to Big Ray for, for forwarding that one. Well, we've had, we've had a fair bit of uh, emails and messages and DMs about that episode, which is good. Some of it from people we went to school with. Now, one person who did get in touch was our old pal, Dave, who listened to that episode and refuted every story that you told about him. <laughs> was that the one that he got stuck in the room? The, was that the yeah. one that they had, Really? He refuted that? I can't believe that. Said it never happened. I said, trust me, Dave, it's your appalling memory. It did. It, it absolutely 100% <laughs> happened. I'll be taking yeah. a bit of umbrage with Dave on that. It definitely happened. And then there was the, he also refuted the story where he got chucked through the, the curtain into the classroom. I said, no, I remember it. I was there. That, that definitely, that definitely happened, happened as well. As well. <laughs> He's obviously got some sort of selective memory, the poor lad. Bless him. Well, he has, he has. And then, obviously, you know, we started talking about a few school memories ourselves. And, uh, strangely enough, it got us onto the day that Margaret Thatcher resigned. <laughs> okay. Don't know why. But Dave, Dave again shared a memory of that. And I was like, no, dude, I don't think it happened that way. But he took he took on bruise with me on this one and said, no, it did. But you know, Dave, Dave likes like you know, he likes the facts. He likes the facts to be known. But he took he took it to a different level this time. He actually got in touch, tracked down and emailed uh, a level government and politics teacher, Mrs. Gunter. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? No, honestly, honestly, because he's Brilliant. forwarded on the email to me, um, and, and emailed her saying, "Look, which one of these aversion events are true?" And actually, unfortunately, she sided with Dave and not me. So maybe my memories go in as well. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. Thankfully, he didn't mention the peanut butter incident, which he does still take a great amount of glee out of. <laughs> I can't believe he got he went to such lengths to disprove a story. I know, if, if he'd gone to those lengths at school, he'd have got better grades. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he got coming better grades me, me and you. So that's, yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> coming from me, that's pretty rich. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, so fair play today on that one. But just to tie something else in as well, not necessarily related to that, so this is episode 41. But we've received an email this morning saying that we are ranked on Apple Podcasts in Poland as the 41st most popular documentary podcast. That, that I don't know about you, that makes me pretty proud. We'll take that, won't we? Today's, today, Poland, tomorrow, the world. Sound a bit like Adolf there. We also had a fascination with Poland, didn't it? <laughs> it did, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I don't mind that. Uh, it'd be interesting. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, I don't know whether That's... that constitutes like one listener or 20 listeners or what i don't know but hey i'll take it it's, it's uh, to be honest with you there's there's, there's eight hundred and fifty thousand podcasts that you can choose to listen to now obviously not all of those are in the documentary category like we are but i think to rank in top 50 anywhere in the world even if it is apple podcast maybe they you know they don't have a great listenership out there i don't know yeah. but for me i was chuffed with that when we got that email this morning we signed up to chartable uh, a couple of weeks ago um and it's been really limited the stuff that we can we can get from them because we use anchor as our host but to hear that i thought that is that is fantastic that's that that's somewhere that's that's somewhere to be proud of Absolutely. Uh, because to start charting there like you say Poland one day, what you know, where will it be next? Obviously, they're listening to us in Russia now. Um, you know, we've got a lot of listeners in the US, a whole load of listeners in the UK. The amount of places that are listening there is growing and growing on a daily basis. So I'm I'm pretty pretty pleased with uh with, with how it's going. Although we had one one message that we did get as well. We I got a um I got a message come through. It's just simply read hashtag bring back Ken. No, really? Where, yeah. where's, where's that from? Well, Ken. I presume Ken. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I, no, it wasn't from Ken. I'm only joking. But yeah, I did reassure them that we've got we've got um, a few episodes planned with Ken before the end of the year. So yeah, that was. Uh, it, 
I love it when people take the time to get in contact with us. We had another message as well earlier in the week from someone who listened to the Doomsday Preppers one, uh, saying that she had trained as a doctor and was a nurse and a psychic and a medium. I thought, wow, you literally tick all the boxes on, my, <laughs> on every episode get we've them. done. Get them exactly, on. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So yeah, that, that it's great to hear from people. And you know, if you're listening to this and you just want to share something with us, then please, please, please take the time, drop us an email, a, a message, whatever. Because I promise you, we'll always take the time to get back to you. Absolutely. So uh, before we get going, anyway, on this episode, one of the things we like to talk about is darts as well. Uh, we like to tie darts in, and, and and our friends at Double Trouble, obviously, that you know, Andy's drinking the rum tonight and uh, enjoying it. And you know they're getting the run back in stock by the end of uh, by the end of the week, I believe. But they've launched they've launched a challenge, which I'd be interested to know if you guys have seen it. Have you seen it been released tonight? If you've had the email, uh, the double trouble one. Mm. Um, no, go on. I don't think I've picked that up. It's it's a really really decent prize. I think you win a sign, it's a shirt, uh, some signed darts, a bottle of the spirits, like a full-size bottle of the spirits. I think they're even going to chuck in their one-off darts around that they have, the the, the double wow. trouble darts around, which is pretty fantastic. So what we have to do is create something for social media that will advertise the darts. They're one year old. So is that something that you reckon we could come up with and we can do and win? <laughs> I'm sure we could do something. Whether or not we win is, is another matter. But, um, I'm sure... I'm sure with our um, track record of coming up with various hair-brained and hair-scaring hair ideas for, for uh, this, that, and the other. Yeah, I'm sure we can I'm sure we can come up with something. Um, it could be a, a post or a picture or... A picture or a video, um, something that involves double trouble. I'm sort of thinking along the rocky lines with Andy. Andy's not a darts player, but he gets into training, gets himself some rum, some whiskey and some vodka uh, and all the other different stuff inside of him and then becomes a pro takes on me and you and beats us and then we and then we we somehow sort of um superimpose Andy's face on Phil Taylor and Russ Bray shouting like <laughs> 180 or something like that so, 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 something like that I, th- look, I think we could do something like look that. at the power of double trouble or oh. the power Linked in with Phil Taylor's body. Look at the power of double trouble, and the you see, you see. We, I'm I'm sure we could do something. I've got the drinking part down already, so we're good with that. <laughs> that's that's fifty percent. That's it. You just need to practice the darts next, and we're golden. <laughs> so yeah, we, yeah, definitely something. Definitely something. I think so. I think so. Um, whether we'll win it or not, but it'd be, it'd be nice just to share something on our social media, get it on the YouTube so that the listeners of the podcast can see it as well and, and hopefully they get them buying some Double Trouble stuff as well. And also while they're buying, if they do want to put their hands in the pocket, you can get themselves along to tallboyradio.com where we just launched our dart shirts on there. So it's a polo shirt with a darts Tallboy Radio emblem on it. And certainly I'll be getting myself one. Just while we're on that, it would be fantastic. There was again, there was a, I think there was a prize giveaway on on Twitter, wasn't there? And there was um, design your own so darts flight, and I and I picked up the fact that you you sort of put a couple of um, Tallboy Radio sort of designs in there. So that'd be amazing if you could get some darts flights for Tallboy Radio. That'd be that'd be decent. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So so I think that guy, uh, I forget his name now. Is is Lone Wolf One Eighty or something like that? Something I think like on that, Twitter. Yeah. But yeah, so he's going to put together a video of the winning ones uh, that he's while he's making them, and obviously you get a free set of the darts flights as well. But I don't know whether it's something we should maybe look at getting done anyway. So we've talked about doing a few freebies. Maybe we'll talk about that at the end. We talked about yeah. a few things we plan. Yeah. But yeah, may, maybe look at that. With our so faces then. On. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, if, if we get a dartboard made like Double Trouble did, that's the one we need to stick our faces on. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, actually, that's a good shout, dude. That is. I wonder whether, they, yeah, that's it. And that is a shout. Because that dartboard that they made was class. Proper decent. Good. Yeah. yeah, it does look good. And and if we're going to rock up to the um, to the World Cup of uh, Disability Darts in Scotland, I think you know a few a few things like that. We're not going to be given that way though. Goodness gracious, no. But you know, if we can turn up with a few things like that, yeah. I think that would look pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So this episode then is 
are going to be about Guy Fawkes night, bonfire night, whatever you want to call it. Do you, do you guys just want to share your thoughts on that? You know, your opinions, what you do to celebrate it. You know, who wants to go first on that? I don't, I don't mind. Um, yeah, we sort of we sort of celebrate it. So um, it was a bit of a, a bit of a tradition that pretty much like the whole Volsage, we sort of trudge down to the plough and we sort of, you know, every year we go to the bonfire and, and to be fair, we, we've sort of dive, diverged, divulged a little bit and done sort of, um, we've done Betley, which is um, Betley Bonfire, which they, they obviously various places have lots of big sort of sort of bonfires and they, they celebrate with sort of um, fairground ride attractions and then sort of fireworks and music and all that sort of stuff. So uh, we've done Betley a couple of times, um, but generally we, we would go to the plough and, and as I say, pretty much the whole of Osage turns up there and it's like, hey, oh, mate, you're right. And there's guys you haven't seen for God knows how long. Um, we, what we have done, though, a couple of times, we've actually been to um, sort of effectively Scarefest at Alton Towers. So what happens is they do like a Scarefest and, and Alton Towers is a theme park in, in Staffordshire for those that listeners sort of around the globe um, uh, ranks probably number one or two sort of theme park in the country sort of thing. Um, and what you do is you get like a combo ticket. So you can get, you buy a ticket for the day and then you get to stay for the evening and you get like the firework display and stuff. And I'll be honest, the couple of times that we've taken the kids, it's been, it's been phenomenal. It's been brilliant. There's like laser displays and all the fireworks are sort of effectively choreographed a bit like you know like your new year fireworks they're sort of choreographed in music so they put some tunes on there and 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 it, there's this massive big sort of firework and light display spectacular sort of evening it is it's brilliant um so we've done that a couple of times and that that's you know if you have got kids it's a bit pricey because you know if you go during the day um the theme park tickets are pretty pricey um but if you have got kids, youngish kids, and they like firework displays and stuff, then that's brilliant. Uh, you know, I couldn't couldn't recommend highly enough. So we, we've done that a couple of times. Um, haven't ever really done fireworks at home. I have to say that. I think I'm a bit anal in terms of sort of just the safety of it. I, don't, I just don't like the idea of just sort of letting off fireworks sort of, you know, in your back garden when potentially, you know, things, things could go wrong, really. So we've never really done that. Even growing up with my mum and dad, we never really did that. So... Um, so yeah, we sort of celebrate it, and if we're around, we we do try. Actually, ironically, completely different than Halloween, where we don't really celebrate it at all, and we don't really like it. Um, we probably would go out of our way to sort of celebrate um, fireworks night, bonfire night. Our kids love it, um, which is a bit weird, really. Um, but yeah, we, we 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 generally will will try and celebrate it. So fair play. What about yourself, Andy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, no, sweet. As a kid, we used to go to the bonfire and fireworks show and all that stuff in North, which where I grew up. Um, but then over, over the years, don't really do anything. I think the odd time if someone invites us to summit, we'll come. So was it a few years back, we went and did the Alsager one. Um, about four years, five years ago, maybe longer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, before we had kids, I think, yeah. yeah. Well, you definitely need to get yourself back down to Alsager then because that's definitely something that... that we we could have some sort of TBR weather. And, oh yes, yes, that might might be might be a bit short notice to do it this year, but we, I'm sure we could do it. Sort of <laughs> TBR obviously with COVID as well. I'm sure it won't be happening, but obviously that that's something that we could we could pencil in maybe for 2021 along with Andy's yeah. 14 other trips, whatever he's he's got yeah. for us next year. Um, but yeah, yeah we're, we can we're moving we could to pencil. Europe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're going to move to Bruges. That's what we're going to do. We're yeah. just going to go there. <laughs> the um, I think I I like the idea, but I don't know. I don't know about doing a podcast with fireworks going off in the background. I'm not sure how much you're going to get recorded down there, to be honest. Yeah, but maybe, we could yeah. go. We we could go and get you know. We could go and interview some people, talk to a few people, and you know, maybe film the film the fireworks going off. Perhaps add it onto the, the video version of the podcast. Yeah, you could so if you get something onto the YouTube version or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. So say, same as yourselves, you know, we've always done something for Bonfire Night, which is normally going to the one in All Sage. I've never done the Batley one, actually. I've been told it's very, very good. It's, so, yeah, yeah it's I, I do remember a few years ago, like I say, Andy and Amy came and joined us um, and we took a walk out to the one at the plough there, you know, previous to which it was at the old college, wasn't it? So, yeah, pretty, pretty decent. One of the things that came uh, has told me I am not allowed to talk about on this podcast is... 
setting fire to things and setting off fireworks in my youth. She says, "Yeah, I'm not allowed to, <laughs> not allowed to glorify that kind of behaviour." But yeah, obviously, <laughs> I, I'm an idiot. So that's what we did when we were kids. Although the one, the one memory I do have to, I have to share with us, uh, you know, because we did used to do fireworks in our back garden, um, you know, when we were down Ethan Road. One year, it was a particularly rainy one, and um, my mum and dad bought indoor fireworks. And you think, well, that's a bad idea, isn't it? But are, they, are they the same ones that Mario Balotelli do? Is it Man City? Yeah, no, you, know, you know, Balotelli when he set them off in his bathroom. No, literally, there were these things that you lit, and all they did was create ash and a smell. And, th- and that okay. was it. They did nothing. There was no light. So, I mean, what? I mean, indoor fireworks. Whoever came up with that? Like, gee whiz, they'd been drinking something pretty heavy beforehand, hadn't they? So, 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 so you did. You see, we. I, I tell like I said, we never really did them. I, I've got a vague recollection. Maybe once we might have done fireworks when we lived actually in Cherry Tree Avenue, which is Church Lord, so just by the the sort of primary school that was now it's a special school. Um, and I've got a vague recollection. Maybe one year we might have done it at home, and we did some sparklers and stuff. But I've got like this massive sort of um, phobia of fire. I hate fire. I hate matches and flame and all that sort of stuff. So. So I think that was like, maybe that was why we sort of didn't. And, and I was just a bit concerned about like the sort of consequences and stuff in case it went wrong, I think. So, um, but yeah, maybe th- thinking about it, and again, it might be something maybe I said about, but years and years and years ago when we were dead small, vague recollection of maybe doing once in the back garden, maybe. Um, but it certainly wasn't something that we did. You know, it wasn't like a, an every year we'd have people over and we'd have like big parties and stuff. It, was, it wasn't like that. I think it's just like a couple of family members, I think, for memory. So I think the highlight of the ones that we did was a Catherine wheel getting loose. <laughs> it's just here, we had a bunch of kids in the back garden, this Catherine wheel whipping around. Is that the one that goes? Because I think we nailed it to like maybe the side of a garage or something. We just sort of like sort of whizzing round or whatever. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, maybe we did that. Maybe we did do it for. Maybe certainly once because I can I, I've now got that that memory. But I don't, as I say, I don't think it was a I don't think it was a sort of a, a, a religious sort of every, every year thing. Don't know. Don't think so. So the, like I say, we've got listeners outside the UK, which is the reason why we decided to talk about this tonight. So so who wants to go first on this one? And I'll throw you throw you under the bus talking about the history and why we celebrate it in the UK. I've seen Andy's Andy's just unmuted himself there, so he's ready to he's ready and ready to go. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I had a chat with my um my, my eldest daughter and she was sort of um talking to me about Guy Fawkes and the history and this, that and the other. So I'll let Andy go first and then I'll I'll tell a story that Amy recounted to me. So Andy, do you want to go first on that? Show us your knowledge about Guy Fawkes. Well, all I was going to say is I'll let the teacher go first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's going to throw me under the bus then, are you? Thanks very much. Bearing in mind, I'm not a history teacher. Um, So I I suppose my knowledge of Guy Fawkes is obviously there was the the gunpowder plot for those people who are listening um, from abroad. Uh, And it's basically a plot that Guy Fawkes um, was involved in that um, a group of dissenters um, weren't very happy with the way the government and the country had been run. So they basically created a plot to blow up the House of Parliament. Um, And this is going to sound really awful now. Was it Cromwell or some? Was that was that about the time? Was that I don't know whether that was the time or not. I don't know. That's showing my ignorance now, and I apologise to all those historians out there. Um, but basically, it was a um, it's a plot to, um, to to blow up the government and the government buildings, um, and it sort of failed spectacularly. Um, and obviously, then Guy Fawkes was was caught, and was he hung and drawn and quartered, maybe, or hung and drawn, maybe I don't know. Um, and then, pretty much since then, and I don't know whether or not I celebrated like the year later, but. Over time, you're talking about like decades and hundreds of years, something over time, it, it sort of um, has become more celebrated, hasn't it? So Andy's obviously Googling it now because I can see the reflection in his face. So he's going to tell us all <laughs> about it. Uh, well, it, it, I know it was celebrated the year after, and it, back then it was given the rather catchy title of Gunpowder Treason Day. <laughs> oh, okay. And it, 
And basically, they, they were celebrating King the attempt on King James the First life, and it was uh, the fact that he obviously su- survived the attack, given that it was unsuccessful. Go on, Andy. Then tell us a little bit. We know we know you've done your your a little bit of history research. Tell us a little bit about it, dude. Well, I was trying to remember because obviously you're learning in school and stuff, and I was like, oh, I can't really remember what it was about or anything like that. So yeah, I had a quick read through earlier. Um, yeah, I, I think what what surprised me. Was his age like thirty six when he did it? But yeah, quite interesting. Uh, well, you expect him to be a bit older, sort of thing. It'd be sort of, or... yeah, but I suppose that that was old back then, I guess. I suppose, well, yeah. That's it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, life expectancy and all that. Yeah. So I, I can't. I genuinely and 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 again, you know, apologise my naivety. You said it was was it James the first? Did you say? Yep. So does that mean that so if he was on the throne, does that mean that? Guy Fawkes was supporting, and I, I'm, I'm sure I want to say Cromwell. Was it Oliver Cromwell? Was that James I? I don't know. Well, ultimately, James I was a Protestant, whereas Guy Fawkes or Guido or Guy or Gua, I don't know how to pronounce his name. But yeah. uh, we'll come, I'll, I'll tell you a funny story about that later as well. Um, but yeah, he was a Catholic, and the idea with blowing him up in and they, they put the, the they stored the gunpowder under the house of lords the idea was to get rid of him and replace him with a catholic leader because obviously back then the royals had a far more active say in politics whereas now it's much more ceremonial when you see the state opening the parliament you see black rod knocking on the door and then the queen gives her speech back then obviously the royals had a little bit more of a say which is scary now when you think about the likes of prince andrew uh, so, so anyone else got anything to add then, then to the history there when you were looking it up, Andy? No. Nope. <laughs> uh, so, I'm just going to have a look there. I, I might have shown my naivety there because I'm just looking at it. It might have been Cromwell. I don't know whether it's Cromwell. It's mm, not sure. Because well, anyway. I've got something to do Charles I as opposed to James I. So it might be my naivety there, but I'll, I'll have to double check the dates. So, yeah, so it's, well, it was 1605 was the year that he made his attempt. Now, interestingly enough, this guy was schooled in one of the places that we talked about on a couple of our podcasts, York. And if you've, I think we talked about actually when we did the staycationing episode, that if you take a boat ride down the river, you actually go past the school where Guy Fawkes was educated. Okay. And the, and the interesting thing about that is, like most schools and like most public places, they have a bonfire every year on the 5th of November. And the idea is, obviously, we're not celebrating that somebody had the cracking idea of blowing up the Houses of Parliament. We're celebrating the fact that it was unsuccessful. But you then burn a guy, don't you? You burn an effigy yeah. on, on, you know, on yeah. the bonfire. And they don't burn an effigy of a guy on their bonfire because obviously he was a student at their school, oh, yeah. and it'd be, dis- be disrespectful to burn an effigy of one of their ex-students on there, which, <laughs> which I found which I found quite interesting. So when we're talking about bonfires and we're talking about uh, the different effigies that are burned, where where then is the most the most famous place in the UK for the for these bonfires to take place? Oh. Is that a genuine question? Is that like a, it's been known to be this place, this place? Yeah, 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 dude, I thought you, Lewis. No, I didn't know, I didn't know that. Lewis is very famous for its bonfires. And actually they have about six committees every year. And obviously rather than burning um, an effigy of Guy Fawkes, they burn an effigy of someone who is, shall we say, famous or infamous so Lewis, that, as yeah. in down on the south coast, Lewis. That's the that... one, yeah. That's the one. Very, very famous. You know, very, very famous actually. And they they, they march the sh- the streets with the burning crosses and everything. Uh, and I would, actually, I, I did start looking into the the statistics for the amount of people that sustained burn injuries in that area, <laughs> uh, and and it, it goes up fivefold to to you know each year. So obviously, you get a bit more chaos. So two thousand and one. They burned Osama bin Laden on their bonfire, which obviously makes sense after the you yeah. know September 11th. Uh, just I'll just share with you then some, some interesting ones. So 2015, they burned David Cameron along with what? Um... Famous story about Cameron that year. Uh, 
2015. It was a pig. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. But yeah. Google that if you're unfamiliar as to why we might be saying that. Uh, yeah, and then they also burn uh, Set Blatter, obviously famous that year for his uh, taking bungs. And, and, yeah. 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 And, and Jeremy Clarkson, obviously, who got upset about his dinner being late that year. <laughs> wow. Set Blatter for those people. X, was he UEFA or FIFA president, was it? Something to do, was it some bungs he'd been taking or basic corruption in FIFA or something? Was that the year, I think, maybe? That, that is the one, that is the one. 2019, it was Nigel Farage, Boris Johnson and Jacob Rees-Mogg. What, what, what do we think that might be related to? <laughs> Re- is, really? Yeah, wow, they burnt, okay. burnt effigies of those three characters. <laughs> okay, and but, so Boris much- Johnson now, now our Prime Minister, Mint. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So... 2020, obviously, the bonfires have all been cancelled around there, including the ones in Lewis. So, who do we think might have been the effigies that may just have found their way onto the bonfires of Lewis this year? Matt Hancock. Uh, wow, what's he done? Well, the, the, depending on whether you think he's done a good job or bad job. Oh, that fella, yeah. I was, I was thinking of not, not like, yeah, no, nobody, none of our schoolmates were ever. No, no I was thinking of the dude, the dude who did the one show, but no, that's somebody no, else. No, not him. Um, I suppose you got Trump. Yeah, I mean, would he be on there, maybe? I don't know, possibly. Trump has been uh, before, so yeah. Chinese bats. Chinese bats, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, whoever the guy was in the wet market in Wuhan or whatever <laughs> that first ate that piece of meat or whatever it was. I suppose you, you can have him, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, Prince Andrew surely would feature out of thought. He's, he's, he's had a bad year, hasn't he? He has had a bad year, to be fair. Yeah. And Annis Horribleus, as the Queen once said a number of years ago. About her own son as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, who's, who else had a bad year? Well, I, I, I would to be like... fair, you could you could go through FPU couldn't you, and you, you know this that's a whole new podcast sort of thing. Yeah, I do think Bojo would have found himself. Well, I think we've got scheduled in an episode to do on Brexit as well, haven't we? Before the end of the year, and Ken, yeah. whoever whoever sent us the message saying bring back Ken, I think Ken is going to join us for that Brexit episode. To be fair, looking at a couple of things that I've got planned for sort of twenty twenty one, and we'll get to that later. There's a couple that Ken is definitely going to be in on. Um, <laughs> So, and with, with with his insight and stuff, so uh, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to think who who, who would it be? Um, Prince Harry. Yeah, Prince Meghan Harry Markle. again. Yeah, well, I don't know. I think that'd be a bit, you know, a, a little bit. I think she's faced some unfair criticism personally, but anyway. So let's let's take it on to something a little bit more upbeat then. Bonfire food. What you know. When you're outside, you like to, yeah, it's the one time of the year once it's cold, you, you tend to fire at the barbecue. And whenever they've done it at the cricket club, they always fire at the barbecues. The other bit of food, which is synonymous for something for cracking your teeth on, candy apples. Are you a fan of them? No, never, didn't, don't understand it. Don't get it. They're not bad, but they're not beard friendly. So I, I don't have them. <laughs> <laughs> but like little, little treacle sweets are pretty good. But yeah. You're not going to have many teeth left, though. No. <laughs> well, they, they are an American invention. New Jersey it was 1905. William Kolb, I think the chap was who invented it in New Jersey. I might be 1908. So, so yeah, that's he. He was creating this candy for to put onto sweets, and then he added it to apples to put in his window, and they started selling, and he sold so many, and then literally it's gone around the world and it's something that we eat but what would be your per, your perfect bonfire food then you buy you buy the bonfire what is it you're throwing on your barbecue it's got to be i mean if you're having a barbecue at home well, actually it doesn't really matter it could be it could be out of space um typical sort of hot dogs or for me like ribs so you have some ribs in some like nice sort of smoky sort of spicy sauce that'd be pretty decent if i was yeah. at home I'd say like a hog on the barbie and then you have like yeah. a pulled pork sandwich or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Beat oh, yeah. that now. Pulled pork yeah. barbecue. Yeah, you, yeah, you could do that. So, but I suppose the thing is, like when you go to Alsage and you go to Betley and stuff, there's loads of the the fairground rides there. So they do the traditional like, burgers and hot dogs and they do like candy floss and 
toffee apples and, and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, I sort of get it, but burgers for fireworks, not not for me. For me, it would be your, your smoky barbecue sort of ribs, pork, even to the extent you could do some sort of shredded duck type thing with something on. Do you know what I mean? That it'd be more that I think I'd go down that route rather than just your burger. Um, I know my kids. My kids would say like hot dog and burger. That's what they'd say. But that—that's what I look for, to be honest. Yeah, just a, like a German sausage, uh, something like that. You know, things you'd sort of find at Manchester markets. And actually, just just while we're on, the, while while we're talking about food, and literally the first, all we mentioned there is meat. So this week, uh, Kim decided to explain to Matilda when because he was asking. Where does meat come from? Where does my food come from? She started asking about that. You know, we don't lie to our kids. So Kim decided to tell her. So now when she sits at the table and she's finished, and we had gammon the other night, she sat there and said, can I have some more animal, please? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. At least they call it Peppa Pig. Well, that's it, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, don't say that. Dude, seriously. You have a little bit more Peppa. (laughs) Oh, actually, no, this one's suckling it. This one's a George. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and for those people listening uh, in foreign countries just go google Peppa Pig and you'll well, understand yeah but for the love of God don't watch it yeah Pig's <laughs> ace dude do you not like Peppa Pig oh I'm tired of Peppa Pig dude I've had dude, it now I'm like th- three and one like literally Matilda's just grown out of it and now Jacob's loving it it's like oh dude you know Kim's, Kim's saying she wants a third it's like no I can't do any more years dude, of Peppa Pig Peppa Pig is mint <laughs> George is the best by the way Daddy Pig's pretty cool George is pretty cool he missed the skinny legs. He's also quite cool as well, but I know you're not a fan of it. So. No, I, we, we're going to do an episode in a couple of weeks' time on phobias. And, yeah, we, we missed the skinny legs. Mind you, just can't mention that because he terrifies me. <laughs> so the other thing then about Guy Fawkes, our friend Guido, and I said I'd tell a funny story about that. We, we went up to York um, last September, I think it was the last time we were there, and you do see a lot of street artists dressed as Guy Fawkes there wearing that sort of V for Vendetta mask. And there's a guy there, and Kim said, oh, Guy Fawkes. I I'd had a couple of beers. I went, hey, Guido. And she thought I'd call this guy a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to tell me off. And it's like, no, I didn't call him a weirdo. But you saying that now makes it look like you think he is one. <laughs> But hey ho! So yeah, that that guy Fawkes mask that that has become very prevalent. If has anybody seen the film V for Vendetta? I have. Yeah. Um, I, I, to be fair, I just think it's okay. Um, it, it's not the best film I've seen. It certainly isn't the worst film. Um, but I, I couldn't make my mind up whether or not they were were they trying to. Sort of synonymised the the anti government anarchy sort of with Guy Fawkes. Is that why they chose that mask in particular? I think that's what obviously because of his act against um, the Houses of um, Parliament. House of Lords. Yeah, House, yeah. yeah they, basically, it's it's against any sort of the the politics, the financial institutions such as the banks. You know, so it's an act against them and, and unifying people and giving them that level of anonymity, which is the idea behind the mask. Yeah, I, I I've seen it and and it, yeah, it's 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 an okay watch. Um, it, it doesn't rank, it doesn't rate in my sort of favorite films and stuff. But yeah, I've seen it. It's it's okay. Yeah, it's, I've not watched it. I did actually. I meant to watch it actually um, before um, before tonight. But we've. I tell you what, I've been maxing out Christmas films the last couple of nights. So I apologise for that. Dude, it's, it's October. <laughs> I know, I know, but I, I, you know, I love, I love a good cheesy Christmas movie. You do like a good Christmas movie, to be fair, but surely not in October. Oh, I tell you what, dude, three will be up next week. No, <laughs> man, no, no. <laughs> and if you see V for Vendetta, yeah, I loved it. I'd, I'd, I'd pull it as maybe my top thirty films. Um, no, it was really good. Um, I, I like Hugo Weaving, and it, obviously he's the character of V and E or whatever it is, or I can't remember now. V the woman, it's better, or it's better in Lord of the Rings, but there we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's worth a watch. I mean, I enjoyed it. It, it just, it just wasn't a. It, it's not been one of my favourite films, top films, or whatever. But it's worth a watch. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. 
Cool. So, like I say, you know, when we talked about doing an episode on Guy Fawkes, Bonfire, I, I, we, you know, it was a nice idea, but we didn't have an awful lot to talk about, did we? Really, let's be honest. You know, we shared our stories there, but the one thing that did get me thinking was that it is a celebration that is unique to the UK. And what I started thinking was, what would you like to visit that is unique to another country? Which celebration is the one? that you would like to go to somewhere in the world to celebrate. Would you like me to go first on that one? Yeah, you go first, yeah. Because there's two. There's two that really um, jump out for me. One would be, obviously, we in the UK celebrate Shrove Tuesday. But in America, more specifically Louisiana, you've got Mardi Gras in New Orleans. That massively massively appeals to me that you know i've seen you you watch the bond films about it um and everything i've seen i I would love to visit new orleans we talked about last time doing a podcast from there would be our ultimate goal and that is one place i would love to visit to do um just to just just to do that festival there and do it properly get out in the streets on uh um, is it Bourbon Street there, and just enjoy some enjoy some Southern spirits and taking taking the whole atmosphere? I think that'd be phenomenal. And Mardi Gras obviously means Fat Tuesday, doesn't it? In French, that's where the, the expression comes from. And also, interesting enough, that's where the word Carnival comes from, uh, from that Mardi Gras experience. Because for Shrove Tuesday, people would give up meat, so carne file to go without meat is what that means. So that's something I'd love to do. And the other one that really springs to mind is Mexico, Cinco de Mayo. That is something else. That, you know, it just, I've seen, you know, if you've ever seen your brother, well, his lookalike anyway, Carl Pilkington, going down there for those, <laughs> cele- those celebrations, I'd love to do that. That looks amazing. Yeah, that, that was on my list, that one. Mm. And also the Chinese New Year, the way they, they celebrate that. Yeah. Quite good. Gaza? Um, I think Mardi Gras would be would be min. I'd, I'd, I'd take your lead on that. Um, I don't know whether it's a, a festival or it's a, a celebration. I quite like to do the the Pamploma run. The, you know the, the the running of the bulls and the just sit in Pamploma. And, and weirdly, and I don't know where it's come from. And I don't know why. Honestly, don't know why. I've got this strange fascination with that as an event where. You've got all these people that effectively do the running of the Pamploma bulls and all that sort of stuff, um, and and I'd love to just go and see that as a as a sort of spectacle, I suppose. Um, see or take part. <sighs> um, I'm 47 now, so maybe 27 years ago, I'd have said take part. I was going to say, with, with your ankle, I would say, <laughs> taking part. Um, taking part, I think now, again, it, and, it, and it goes back to the episode, whichever one it was, that we talked about sort of um, consequences and, and, and responsibilities, obviously married with kids now and stuff. I, I just, it'd be sod's law that it'd be me that would get like um, in, a, in a spot of bother. Um, I'd love to, look, I'd love to say that I, I took part and I ran. Um, but weirdly i think i'd just i'd just like to go and just experience it i think um there's a couple of other sporting events and stuff but that's not necessarily celebration or it, it, it's more of a prolonged tour sort of thing but i think for as a one-off yeah mardi gras would be great and go to new orleans would be phenomenal um and if ever tbr actually happened there it would just be bucket list stuff um but yeah, the, yeah, the, the 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 running of the bulls, I think, would be, I think that that'd be one for me. Don't know why. Don't don't understand where it's come from. Don't understand why it's got such a, a hold over me. But yeah, I'd love to go and see that. It's not one that appeals to me. I'm not that I'm not that comfortable with how the Spanish treat bulls. If I'm really no, honest, no, and 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 I, and I, I would be. I think I would be quite uncomfortable with a bull fight. And and mm. does that does that sit weirdly with me wanting to see bulls running down a street effectively? Mm. Uh, the bullfight, I think. 
it doesn't sit very well with me just because effectively the ball has no means of escape and no no way out. Whereas I think, and I sort of get the fact that if the ball gets down to the bottom of the road or whatever it is, the street, they then get put into a, a, a cab in a box, a, a, a cart, whatever it may be, and, and off they're ferried away somewhere. But I, I think for me that the slight, more um, the ball has more freedom in terms of running down the street and and having a choice as opposed to if it's in an amphitheatre the bullfight doesn't quite sit right with me for some reason so no and, and like I say when um, when I know my, my younger brother Spongo did it and I, I think to be fair for this one alright there is a danger because they're running on a cobble street that they can hurt themselves the bulls but as he told me, he saw quite a few people getting a good old battering off the balls, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's an interesting experience, that one. It is an interesting and, experience. And, yeah, and, and, and I think, and, and it's weird, because would I like to sit in an amphitheatre and see, you know, your, your, your traditional um, sort of matador bullfight? Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't sit no. with me. But the flip side is I have got this strange... The fascination with the running of the balls for some reason. I genuinely don't know why, don't know where it's come from. But uh, yeah, I think if someone said to me, What's your top 10 bucket list? I think that would be in the top 10. Wouldn't be number one, but it would be in the top 10. I was going to say, one. if it's one you're planning on doing, I get it done sooner than later, dude. You're not going to be doing that at 65. <laughs> <laughs> Just a minute. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and as I say, whether or not yeah, I actually, you know, don't get me wrong, I think, you know, I'm 47 now, 27 years ago or whatever, 25 years ago, I'd love to say I actually ran and I actually took part in the run as opposed to sitting on a veranda with a beer and watching everybody else run. I mean, that I think appeals to me a bit more now. Um, but yeah, just a bit of a fascination with that. I don't, don't know why, don't know where it's come from. So yeah, for me, but I take your point, I Mardi Gras, New Orleans. Yeah, I'd love them. I'd love them. Yeah. So before we move on, I just want to I want to ask Andy a question about this one because Andy's a dog owner, and dog owners have a different feeling about bonfire night to to most people because obviously they 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 have a fondness for their animal, and um, I can remember as a kid, we had we had dogs growing up, and they they tend to. Yeah, dude, you just don't whip it open quicker. Actually, it might be better. There you, go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you the fireworks that they, they upset dogs. You know, and people, if if you're on the old Facebook groups like what's going on in all stage, people get really bent out of shape about that. What's your feeling about fireworks then, in terms of your dog's perspective, Andy? Uh, we're lucky with Sophie. She she's not bothered by them. Um, I think she just you know, she just sit next to you and watch TV or whatever. But um, funny enough, when you just remind me then of when I lived in Brussels, I finished shift, uh, I think I finished like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. And I was walking down just outside the city centre, is uh, it's called St. Joseph, I think it's called. It's where the flat was. So I was walking down this road and there's all these celebrations going off and fireworks. I was like, what the hell's going on? I, I don't know, I can't remember what time of year it was. It maybe it was like... Uh, was it firework night or something like that? This little dog just like sprinted past me. I was like, what the hell was that? Like a little Yorkshire <laughs> Terrier thing as well. I just started laughing because I don't, I don't know. I should have laughed because it's just like running scared or whatever. But I was just like, what the hell? And then like two minutes later, this like um, largest woman's there like <laughs> jogging up the road. <laughs> I was just like, I turned around thinking, oh, should I go and help her? This, this dog was long gone. And then, uh, <laughs> but um, I think someone further up caught it and all that. But, but, um, yeah, I think uh, Facebook groups for these like our estate and stuff like that, yeah, they're, they're always complaining about fireworks going off. And funnily enough, one went off a, a few minutes back. That's why I've been on mute. Uh, That's all right. <laughs> they started already, have they? Yeah. Well, they, they do it in the day. It's like on Saturday, I think it's like two in the afternoon. It's like, what are you doing? Even though it's gunshots. But... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the greater Manchester area. You can't rule yeah. it out. Well, tier, th- tier three now, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, you got to, you know, you don't know what's going on in them. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because we, we, we had, sort of, when mum was alive, we, we had a couple of dogs. We had Winston, who was just like mint. I loved Winston. And he was a Heinz 57 dog. We got him from a rescue home. Um, 
genuinely don't know what his pedigree was or whatever, if even he had pedigree stuff. Um, we think there might have been a bit of greyhound, a bit of this, bit of that in him sort of thing. And he was proper chilled and stuff. But actually, fireworks night, he used to hate, he'd whine, he'd put his head down, he'd hear the fireworks and stuff and he'd go and cower in a corner. And you just thought, you know what? Yeah, that's not great, is it? And, and then when we had Tilly, who was a Springer Spaniel, um, she was a mad thing anyway, but she didn't really massively like it. But she she wasn't as bothered as Winston. Winston hated it. I genuinely hated it. Um, and for quite a big dog, literally be just be cowering in the corner, just like yelping and cowering and stuff. And you're just like, wow, you know, like, I, and and I don't. Is it the noise? Is uh, did they pick up on the the atmosphere of the humans, or is it literally just the bang of the fireworks? Because obviously they're not outside, so they don't get to see. You know the, the lights and stuff. Their hearing is a lot more sensitive than ours, though, isn't it? So it's going yeah. to be a lot louder and have much more of an impact upon them. Yeah, so, and I wonder where you know. Obviously, I wonder whether it's that. Um, but yeah, Winst wasn't. He, he wasn't great with it. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, and and as I say, you know, he did. He did do a bit of, sort of cowering and whimpering and stuff. Um, and you're like, it's all right, Winst. And then the next one would go off. You're like, oh bloody hell, he started again, sort of thing. You know, he'd be like diving into the corner sort of thing bless his little cotton socks but um but yeah it must be it must be you know if, if you genuinely are a you know dog lover dog owner sort of thing it it, it must be a bit of a concern that you know the time of the year just just because you think actually you know what it almost like there's like an expectation it's like i know my dog doesn't like it so there's like a an expectation that you're leading up to it and you're like, oh, I hope they're okay. I hope it, you know, I hope nothing happens and stuff. So, um, but I suppose, yeah, Andy, if you, you know, so isn't that bothered, then it's sort of fair play, sort of quite lucky in a way, I suppose. Yeah. I hate, I hate it though. <laughs> because, <laughs> what, because, what, do you hate it because of how you think Soph might feel about it or? Uh, a bit of that, but I think it's just, I'd, I'd rather to see it on, bonfire night and new year's not every day yeah. of the week for for weeks before and weeks after it's really really irritating yeah it's not not that it's dead loud in the house but it's just like the fact that they're going off and it's the same when you actually go to a firework display itself don't you, you enjoy the first couple and after that they're all pretty much the same aren't they really yeah the first know. two minutes are all right then the other yeah they take a take a slight umbrage there because obviously yes if you go to I'm not going to say poxy sort of firework displays, but because <laughs> actually, and I'll say obviously the, the round table and stuff, the lines, they they do a good job, I think. And actually, the fireworks display and also generally is pretty good. But when we went to Alton Towers and we did the couple of times, we two or three times have been there, it is mint. And I know you turn out like one bang is the same as the next bang, and one flashing light's the same as the next. But when they actually when they actually couple it with music and the atmosphere and the fireworks are being let off to the to the beat of the music, mm. it actually makes you think, wow, that, excuse my French, that's fudging mint, that is, you know, it literally <laughs> is like, it, you're there, like the, the noise is like, then the fireworks are going off at the same time, you're like, actually, that's mint. And it's not just random fireworks let off and you're like, yeah, I mean, there's a banger and there's another banger sort of thing. You know what I mean? Um, and these places spend, like, I mean, fireworks are expensive, so these places must mm. spend, like, I mean, I, I I don't know. But, you know, you go to Alton Towers, you go to other places, and you think they must be spending, like, millions of pounds on these fireworks because you, you, they're, they're there for half an hour, 45 minutes, just literally firework after firework after firework. And you're thinking... You know that that I mean, don't get me wrong. We obviously make it back on the on the ticket prices and stuff, and I get that. But so yeah, I sort of take a bit of umbrage in terms of one's the same as the next. But I suppose locally, yeah, you know, you, you hear one and you see one, and it's like, oh great, you know, there's another one sort of thing. But when you go to a big event, like say, if you haven't been, then the, the old Tars one is is mint, and they've got the, the laser display and every, every the whole atmosphere is, is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So I, I definitely recommend that. I think as well, I could be wrong in saying they've had the fireworks 
World Cup or something like that in Blackpool where they have a load of countries competing against each other off the off the pier. That I, I'll be honest, I've seen that, but I'd had a few too many beers really to take it all in. If I'm going to be really honest, it's not something I, I could I could talk about here now and do do it justice. Yeah, there's just some lights and it's just a bit noisy. It's fine. Yeah, I didn't really see much. Yeah, I could have been passed out on the floor and just staring at a light in the toilets. If I'm if I'm really honest, no, no that's not true. No, 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 that's not true. But um, so this has been like last time we did Halloween. This time we're doing Bonfire Night. So we've got two more seasonal podcasts we're going to drop before the end of the year. So, well, actually, you know, because one of them is technically next year because we're going to do one for New Year's Day. So January the 1st is a Friday when we drop a podcast on a Friday. So we, we've got something planned for that. We've got something special for that, that our, that our PR man, Bill, has come up with the idea for that. And we're going to use that one. So... The next one that we're going to do, the next seasonal one that we're going to do is, is a Christmas episode. Bear in mind, you know I love Christmas. and I've already started watching my Christmas movies. Christmas 24 has already been on in our house. It's been on today. I actually watched a film that I watched yesterday as well, so I'm, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. What are we going to do then for a, for a Christmas episode, for a Christmas podcast? Yes, there'll be sleigh bells over the music. Don't you worry about that, but what else? Nothing. <laughs> and it's the Grinch. Uh, <laughs> I, I think know. maybe we got to dress up. Oh, take part of that. Yeah, yeah. I think we. Yeah, we're gonna have to do some sort of whether or not we invite. Do we invite long-suffering family members to sort of make a guest appearance? I don't know. I, I know Amy would love to. My Amy, not Andy's Amy, but my daughter Amy would would love to sort of make make a guest appearance on on the podcast at some point. Yeah, get her on. Um, so I don't know, don't know. Um, yeah, what we're we gonna do for Christmas? Obviously, lots of lots of drinking of alcohol, um, chocolates, music. Oh, and it could go down. And I don't know whether we did this in the. Did we do this in the film episode? Did we do a favorite Christmas film? Maybe you could. You could. I, I think mean, we, die hard. we we I mean, touched on it. Yeah, we touched on it. We did touch on whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie. But yeah, I think I think we can touch on it again. Bear in mind that was two hours, and I'd be amazed if anyone went all the way yeah, through exactly. that episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that that was a yeah, that, that was film length in itself. Um not so just when, that we, I don't know. There's, I don't know. Fave, you know, Christmas presents or what does Christmas mean to you or your your best Christmas present ever or your Christmas memories. There's loads of things you can actually. What? Well, I might save that for that episode actually because I've got one horrendous Christmas memory that. Uh, oh, that one. I'll leave be, that. That one will be brought up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you know exactly. I know the one. one about, yeah, but the other one while we're doing films. For me, the TV series that did that Christmas special, um, yeah, that that needs a mention as well. You know, those those TV series, your Father Ted episodes. Um, I love the Father Ted Christmas special. Yeah, I mean, you, you could do. Did they do? Um, was it an Only Fools and Horses? Did they do a Christmas episode of those sort of thing? You know, so you, you could you could do something like that. Sort of. What do you look forward to TV-wise? There's always a Bond film on in there and stuff, but you could always look for, you know, what is it you look forward to over over the festive Christmas period, maybe? Sorry, I'm burping. That's terrible. Yeah, that's, that's did you, did you pick that up there? Oh, yes, I think so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so if you're a listener and you're out there, um, get in touch with us. Let us know what you want to hear from us at Christmas. Well, we you know... It's it's closer than you think because obviously let's face it we're not going to be sat down on Christmas Eve recording this episode we're going to need to do it a couple of weeks beforehand but yeah get in touch with us let us know what you want to hear for us at Christmas so I I think you know we we we're pretty much at the end of this episode now we're pretty much coming up to the hour mark so I think it's time to say cheerio uh, and leave everybody with a message um, who wants to go first and yeah, you on. go first yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's an interesting episode. Uh, Christmas shouldn't be talked about until December. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll catch you in the next one. Um, yeah, guys. Um, yeah, enjoyed this one. Slightly more lighthearted, I think, than than sort of um, a couple that we've we've sort of done recently. Um, but yeah, enjoyed it again. And um, I agree with Andy. Um, Christmas shouldn't be talked about uh, until December, and certainly decorations and Christmas trees and stuff. 
shouldn't be up until I would say ten days before Christmas. That that's it. And I'm not this big believer that Adam is in terms of yeah, first of December decks up and all that. No, not for me. Um, but I'm sure, no doubt, we'll then discuss straight argue about that uh, in 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 a couple of episodes time. So um, I love you and leave you guys. Um, it's been great and chat to you soon. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Christmas decorations, you got to pull up now. I'm proud of you. Go for it. I actually have, I, I have an aftershave that I wear only in the, in the Christmas period, and I've already got it out. So that's good news for everybody. So until next time, when no doubt we'll have plenty more stuff to talk about. Take care.